Welcome to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. This podcast is about the journey to a more sustainable future in order for us to be able to do our bit to achieve net zero. I'll be discussing a variety of topics with experts in their field in order to educate and increase our knowledge of clean energy, electric vehicles and the electric vehicle infrastructure. So whether you're an individual wanting to make a difference at home, a small business or a corporate, this podcast is just for you. Okay, so on the podcast today, I've got Stuart Middleton, who is the managing director of a recruitment company called Interval, and he deals specifically with um, smart mobility and clean tech recruitment. So, Stuart, welcome, welcome to Electric Evolution. Thank you ever so much for joining me. Um, So, can you just give everybody a little bit of background to your career and how you got into recruitment, please? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me, Liz, on on your podcast. Much appreciated. Happy to share share my insights. So, so my my career into recruitment. Wow. Um, okay. I, I suppose, like a lot of people um, going into recruitment, I I kind of fell into it really. Um, I I actually started my career off in the armed forces. Believe it or not, I left school and immediately joined the Royal Marines and spent um, spent five years working with those guys. Um, wow. Then decided to make the leap of faith into into the private sector and at the time um I, I, I didn't really know what recruitment was altogether in fairness and i knew i knew a friend who was doing it or actually i didn't know at the time he was doing it but um he kind of we got talking one day he invited me in um we got talking to, to the founders and the owners of the business at the time and um just felt it was a good match and i, I almost kind of looked at it as nothing i had nothing to lose at the time i just came out of the armed forces so um i was i was willing to you know anyone take me um <laughs> I wasn't scared of hard work and I was certainly determined so yeah that's that's kind of how how I, I fell into recruitment itself okay okay so so why specifically smart mobility and clean tech what what drew you to that and kind of you know why how do you see its importance yeah I'd say once again it was it was accidental. I think that I felt I fell into the into the sector. So at the time I was I was working for a company that were a traditional IT tech business, um, and we're kind of going back eight years now. Um, now eight years ago, a lot of the work that was was kind of happening was all around driverless cars and autonomous mm. vehicles. That's mm. where the government mm. put a lot of money from Innovate UK, and, and I, I started working with a a client that was doing a lot of research and development into that sector. And I suppose that's where that's where it all started. Um, because as things have progressed over the last eight years, we've kind of gone from this um, autonomous vehicles, driverless cars, into sustainable transportation from there, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at different modes of transportation to kind of lower CO2 and carbon emissions, um, to end up into where we are now, which is a, a, a business which solely focuses on supporting companies that are developing new products and services for both the world of smart mobility and clean tech. And that, that is quite broad still in what we do, but, um, electric vehicles is, is, and, you know, plays a big part of what we do. It, it's the spine of the business. It's where we built our reputation, certainly. Um, and everything else kind of feeds off the side of that, really. So what kind of, what size companies? are you working with and, and what type of um, jobs are you recruiting for yeah mostly so the size really does vary we're very fortunate we, we've got a real mix of, of clients right from your um, pre-startup or, or pre-investment should we say to post-investment to large corporates and consultancies so it's very very broad um, 
you know, from a from a, a kind of a skill set or, or a, a levels point of view, that also varies. Because one thing we really try and do is we we look to come in and partner with our clients. Okay, we, we're not mm-hmm. we, we're not looking to kind of work with every single company out there, but we want to work with businesses that share our values and, sh- and, and we we know that we yeah. can work well together. I think that's really important in business. So um, you know, we we go down the approach of let's let's partner with you. Let's 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 kind of take everything that you've got right now and look at how we can develop that, how we can um, help your employee value propositions. We're basically doing more than putting bums on seats. And I think that's typically in the past where some um, recruitment consultancies have, have kind of developed a, a bad reputation for themselves or, or the industry. Mm. I think there are some mm. very good people out there and, and those, those are the sorts of people who try and add value to their clients more than just kind of throwing CVs around and is actually um, looking to advise them, coach them, Get them to think about how they're perceived in the market, the the candidate experience, the whole journey, which is which is vitally important. Because um, mm-hmm. when you're doing that, you're getting the, both, the, the most out of each other. At the end of the day, um, and, and yeah, that's that's super important. So okay, so go on. What, what is what is your what do you see as the biggest value that you provide? Is it is it that is it that experience? Is it is it that journey? And what kind of what kind, on on average, what kind of a journey do you tend to give your you know kind of on both sides your 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 the organizations you're recruiting for and the candidates yeah I suppose what, what would a typical experience be yeah okay that's a really good question so I think first of all we need to it's, it's about communication it all comes down to communication right right from the start it's about us really understanding who who our clients are what, what their culture's like what's what's important for them ultimately we want to be an extended arm of of our clients extend on with the business yeah. ultimately so that yeah. we we understand that when we're going out to market on behalf of a client we are the first point of call between the candidate um kind of knowing this opportunity so we have to represent we have to ensure we represent the client in a way that they want to be represented and having yeah. that communication yeah. to understand the stories who are they what are they, what are they doing what's it could be what what projects are they involved in at the moment but to really kind of peel back the layers and get underneath the skin of who they are as a business, what they're looking to achieve, what are their values, so that we can really portray that to the client. Therefore, we can add more than just kind of saying, look, here's a job, are you interested? Um, from our point of view, our job is to make sure that we are doing both sides. So it's one thing kind of obviously talking um, to a candidate about a job, job opportunity, but we also have to dig deep and understand the candidates. Um, mm. and what are they looking for? What's, what's important to them? What are they, why are they looking? Because, um, you know, it's, it's more than just kind of, um, I suppose, just presenting an opportunity and, and, and finding out about the situation and then moving on. We want to really kind of get underneath the skin of what's their motivations? Why are they looking to leave? What are they lacking? Is it progression? Is it is it location? There's lots of different reasons as to why people leave other than just perhaps a pay rise, for example. Yeah, yeah, okay. And what would you say are the sort of the top say three or four jobs that have been recruited for it at the moment yeah are they technical are they sales are they operations what would yeah. you say they are i would say the, the main skills that we're seeing at the moment it does depend on what kind of vertical you're looking at if we're talking about ev in particular um mainly i would say sales and sales and commercial and, and the reason for that is because there's such a, a job to to take place in regards to kind of the rolling out and and making people aware of of EV charging and um and how it all works. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, we, we, we've seen a lot of sales teams being built, a lot of commercial teams being built, and ultimately then you've got the delivery aspects of the project management element as well and the operational piece. Um, sorry, I've just got a fly, starting to fly around my face. And, <laughs> when I'm trying to Don't worry, we can, so we can edit that. that bit. Um, <laughs> Flies at this yeah. time of year. <laughs> I know, can you believe it? So, so yeah, skill set predominantly on the, on the sales commercial um, and the project delivery aspect at the moment, specifically with EV charging. On the whole sector as a whole, ESG and sustainability is obviously a big, big topic, topic at the moment. It's a, it's the top of agenda of all or most managing directors and CEOs at the moment in how can the business contribute to um, obviously the zero carbon emissions, um, reducing yeah. um, all those levels, which is vitally important on the whole. And, and EV makes up a part of that if they have fleets and things like that. Exactly. So would you say then currently there are gaps that you kind of go, oh, they're, rec they're, they're recruiting for this and this, but maybe they're not doing that yet. So are you are you kind of seeing things and sort of like going, well, they're probably going to come back to us for these types of people eventually? Or are you going back to the companies and going, have you thought about employing somebody like this? Yeah. Is, is that, you know, like, yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of the companies we work with do rely on us to present um, skill sets to them that they perhaps don't know exist in the market right now. And that comes yeah. from, and, and the value, that's where we add value because we have an understanding of the market and, and what's, what's, what's needed ultimately moving forward. I suppose that there, there are other challenges really within the sector. And the, the main challenges um, are the, the fact that demand is outstripping supply. Companies are running at 110 mile an hour at the moment. They're running really fast. They need people who can hit the ground running all the time. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I get it. I do because they don't have the time to always upskill people or invest the time into people as much as they probably want to because it's such a such a fast moving space at the moment. But what we try and advise clients is look, you know, try and look away from just the obvious places. There's lots of people who sit mm. on the periphery mm. of this sector who are dying to get into it, who are so passionate about what they do and could probably bring so many more different skills into the space that don't exist right now. So we do a lot of work of our clients to really understand that element because I think it's vitally important because you know, if you keep if you keep circulating the, around around the same kind of pools, you're not going to get the the kind of probably the, the level of disruption that you, that you really ideally need. Um, and there's some amazing people with amazing skill sets who who can transfer those um, into the sector. And, and you know we try and really work hard to get to get um, decision makers to really understand that. And I think we're getting there because you kind of you know you you hit a cliff edge, which is there's no one else you know with the relevant experience because they've perhaps moved around two or three jobs already within the sector and they can't. You know, it's just, you know, a kind of like a carousel almost. And we need to kind of look outside because these, these companies are all they're heavily invested in, in some cases. They're rapidly growing and um, and we need to do more. I suppose. And the other thing is you don't know what you don't know, do you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, isn't, it isn't until you have somebody like you, in, you know, kind of back in, back in a company, but giving, giving support that you will see trends going on and in, in different companies and see, right. Okay. These are, these are the gaps that you need to create because yeah. it, at the moment there's a lot of innovation going on, isn't there in, in the electric vehicle infrastructure sector and EVs full stop, isn't there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and do you know what? It goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is all around being close to our, to our 
to our clients. Yeah. If we, yeah. can, we can get brought into them and understand their challenges, their, their frustrations, what they're struggling with, perhaps areas of, that they need growth, not now, but in the future, we can, we can actually start supporting them and working with them a lot closely. And we do that with most of our clients nowadays because we've kind of proved ourselves that we can do that. Um, and I think that's where the value comes in, the added value. You, you, you can't, you, that, that doesn't come at a price. That just comes through experience and what we do and, and how we how we try and separate us from the noise that exists out there amongst other people as well. Value is so important, isn't it? Like you say, that's that's kind of your USP, the value that you give your clients, you know, on, on both sides, isn't it? So. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can I can tell just from talking to you the kind of person that you are. So actually, we were talking about entrepreneurship, weren't we? Yeah. Earlier. And, and actually, you weren't classing yourself as an entrepreneur, but I would say the way that you're talking is very much entrepreneurial, very quite, quite, you know, innovative as well. So, so that is what's needed because like you said, recruitment, I mean, I've had, I've had recruitment experiences in the past that haven't been particularly fun. And I've kind of said to people before, God, recruiters can be a right pain, but actually if you give the, if you add that value, that is where word of mouth makes a, a really positive you know, kind of yeah. um, impact for you, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's something that we work, that, you know, we work really hard to maintain. We're very passionate about us. And, and obviously with, with it being my business, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that that's kind of portrayed amongst the staff that we've got because it's a re reputation takes a long time to build and, and it can very quickly get destroyed as we all know. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, we haven't set our sights on being the biggest company that exists within the sector. Um, but what we have set our sights on is being the best by um, ensuring that we know what we're talking about, that we add in value in every step of the process. Um, and and that gives comfort in both our candidates and our clients that so we, we know what we're doing. Um, and, and that for me is, 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 so, is so important. It really is. And I was going to point out as well, so Stuart and Interval also sponsor the EV Cafe that I'm Indeed. a big fan of. So, so yeah, that's how I how I how I kind of saw you in in the first place because they're they're really big advocates of electric vehicle. You know the, the stuff that the guys together they're just yeah, they're, they are brilliant, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're a great bunch. You you got, you got some amazing people in there, some great minds who do some you know really really important um, things for the for the industry, and I think they've done a great job in. Um, sharing experiences and, and that teaching element and I think that when you're when you're working within this sector day in day out you kind of forget that there's a load of people of the pop, within the population who still are aren't you know they're not converted they don't they don't see it as important right now they they're probably uneducated not not so why EVs are important but how to use an EV and and that's kind of what got me really interested in, in the guys with the EV cafe because they were kind of talking at its basic level and I think education is vitally important if we are to kind of create this transition in the quickest way possible people need to realize that this isn't this isn't complex and don't be afraid to not know something it's okay um yeah. we need to talk about that a lot a lot more because you know the, the sector is whilst it's it's exploding whilst there's lots of good stuff happening there's still a lot of people out there that don't know anything about it no exactly and some people it won't even come on their radar for ages i mean we've got we've got what seven years now just over seven years until petrol and diesel cars are no longer you know they're not able to be produced yeah and actually look at this last few years with the pandemic and everything the time just flies just like that doesn't it so so seven years is just going to fly by and and I, I agree with you. Uh, there's a real lack of education 
And so in, in a number of areas, whereas the EV Cafe are kind of providing that. And actually, that's what I, I'm trying to do as well with this podcast. It's basically trying to take people through, you know, the average Joe, as you call us. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of there are things that we want to do. I want to do as a for my strategy in my business as a, as you know, as an individual and as, as, a, as a family, you know, and actually I was talking to somebody earlier about the little things that you can do. It isn't always um, within people's budgets to move straight over to a to an electric vehicle, for example, or to get air source heat pumps and, and solar, which is what we're currently looking at. But but actually there are small things, small things that you can do. I was going to ask you what EV you're driving. Got to tell me. I am very lucky. I have a Mercedes EQC. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very Ooh. fortunate. Goodness me. And um, so you've got this about this. You said there's eight, eight of you working together. Does anybody else get a company car? Or is it just, yeah. is it just yourself? So no. So we, um, we, we, there's eight years, eight of us in the business right now. Um, we currently have, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking out across the office right now. Um, <laughs> we, have, we, have half, we have around about half the business who are, who have an EV. The rest of the half are still kind of going through their um, their transition period. Obviously, wait times are, are significantly long at the moment, yeah. much longer than any of us would really like. Um, but there's definitely a willingness and a want to for everyone to go um, sustainable transport. But away from just EVs, um, the, the team that work for me, they're very, very sustainability conscious. So where um, the people who don't have um, an EV just yet, um, they fortunately live local. So they use bikes, they use the um, mobility to service um, schemes that are on offer around Milton Keynes, which is great. Um, you know, Milton Keynes is, 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 not, is not always the best place, but, um, but, the, but the transport that's provided here is very low carbon and it's, you know, the, the, yeah. the schemes are really good. So where we can, we try and avoid um, usage of, of vehicles just in general. Because I think yeah. when we're talking about sustainability and transportation, you know, we need to move away, move it into more active transportation because there's no, there's no better way of moving around zero carbon than you know the legs that, that we've been given to walk around um, and to use. So that's that's the kind of approach we we typically try and take. That's that's a brilliant approach, and it's and it's good that everybody's kind of heading heading in that heading in that direction. It 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 does, you know, like I say, it's just the it's the small things. I'm knocking my pen everywhere now. And it's the small things that that you can that you just do, you know, you do on a daily basis. I've got to say so, and I I kind of talk about my husband a fair bit because he works in climate change. So it's quite that's how the other reason why I'm I'm doing this podcast. But you know, he he cycles everywhere. He gets the bus. He's been down to Exeter yesterday, and he's gone down on the train. Um, I find it a little bit more difficult because the work that I do, I have to go out and it's not always that easily easy for me to get to. And I sit in my car and I just think, oh, God, I want to, you know, I really want to move over to an electric vehicle because I've seen it's so important for me because I don't want to be. I don't want to be kicking out emissions. You know, I want to do yeah. what I can. And because I can't always get to these places on public transport, you know, I have to use the car, but it's yeah. about using the alter. You know, kind of making. I've, we've got to. I've got to push towards kind of getting getting an EV, whether that's buying or or leasing, yeah. because my journeys aren't going to stop. 
that's the thing but i will use buses and public transport as much as i possibly can yeah i think it's it, it, there's a massive um kind of mindset that needs to change um and i think we'll see more of this as, as the generations go on as well and all the you know, different age groups come through um you know, we're already seeing a lot of the people that we interview these days at the more kind of junior level don't have driving licenses, which means they're relying on public transport um, and, and remote working in order to kind of, um, to, 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 well, obviously to get around ultimately, which which in turn reduces CO two emissions. And 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 this is the, this is the kind of change that we need to happen. Um, yeah. but, but there's but there's nothing. You know, in my opinion, I'm still. You know, under delusion is you know meeting face to face is still vitally important in everything that we do. But as long as we try and keep that in a, in a sustainable way as possible, whether that is using an electric vehicle or, or, or public transport, to um, as long as the public transport is clean and um, you know, otherwise you're kind of defeating the object. But um, you know, there's still a great great amount of work going on and some very very um, amazing minds out there that are making a real difference. Yeah, exactly. It's funny you should say about young people. I've ha- I have a 17 year old. And he's just messaged me this morning to say he's he's learning to drive. Now he is he's learning to drive in a manual, so obviously it's not it's not electric. But it, it, he he's already said that he wants to go. You know, once he's passed his test, he wants to go. You know, drive an electric car because of that mindset of the younger young gener, younger generation younger generation. And actually, he's just said that he's done his first parallel parking today. Good for you. Good for you. Good on you. <laughs> So he's he's heading in the right direction, but yeah, you're right. Over over the years, as the youngsters are coming through, actually, it's going to be really important. They're going to be pushing because they, you know, we're gonna we are leaving. We are we are you know they are inheriting what we're leaving, aren't they? Ultimately, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, let's not forget, EVs are great fun to drive. Do you know, I am going to, I am going to, I'm pushing to find a a drive day so I can try some out because at the moment I have no frame of reference, but I will be doing that definitely. So yeah, we'll have to have a chat chat about what you're driving. But um, so I'd just like to kind of finish just by you letting people know how they get hold of you. How, how, where do they, where do they contact other? Is there an email address and and a website that they can contact you if they're either a candidate or a company wanted to recruit into this sector? Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, I just want to kind of throw it out there that I'm happy to typically talk to anybody, whether or not it's somebody looking for a new job, a client looking for skill sets, or somebody just wondering how they can get into this sector. I'm always happy to mm. have an open conversation. So you can contact me on LinkedIn. Um, I kind of live and breathe on there being a recruiter. Um, so you'll be able to find me with um, Stuart Middleton. Um, I've got an email address, which is stuart.middleton at intervalgroup.com. Um, and I can also, I'm happy for you to kind of share any details when you when you post this um, with my details for anybody to get in contact. I'm always happy to have a conversation. And if I can't, there'll be somebody in the team who, who will be more than happy to help you out, who's more than capable of, of helping you out as well. Brilliant. So we will definitely share all your details following following the bro, you know, as it actually gets um gets kind of sent out. So so yeah, but thank you, Stuart. It's My been pleasure. brilliant to talk to you. I really appreciate it. And and yeah, so I'll end and just say thank you and I shall see everybody next time. Thanks again. Thank Bye. You Thanks for listening to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. If you want to find out more about Full Circle Continuous Improvement, please visit us at www.fullcircleci.co.uk. Don't forget to keep listening for more episodes coming up really soon.